0: Uh, Psalm one is a verse that goes through my mind. Most Sundays, maybe every Sunday, um, we have it on the screen, the pre-service rotation. It says, I was glad when they said to me, mm-hmm. let us go to the house of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and just meditating on that and saying it out loud, saying it to my kids, hey, tomorrow is the Lord's Day and we are gathering with God's people and we are so glad. Mm-hmm. We are, we can't wait.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Make and Multiply. My name is Matt Grun, pastoral resident at Emmaus Road Church. I'm joined, as always, with Caleb Dernberger, pastoral resident, and Ryan Chase, the Ryan Chase, uh, one of the pastors of Emmaus. Um, so, gentlemen, today, topic of discussion, I, I, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this before on this, the, focusing on the Sunday gathering. But I think we're going to try and go somewhere else. Um, in this, but on Sundays, sometimes when one of us makes does the announcements and um, welcomes the church, often you'll hear us say, uh, "Sunday is the best day of the week." We love gathering on Sundays. So I've said that before. I know Ryan, you've said that before, and others have said that. What do we mean by that? Why do we think Sunday, especially Sunday mornings, is the best day of the week?
2: Um, Sundays are the best day of the week i think uh i heard jeff perswell once say sunday when the church gathers is the most important moment in the life of your church and it's because of what happens as when we gather as the church we are gathering (laughs) together corporately to be addressed by god through his word together and that's something that happens nowhere else in our week. Yes, we hear from God and our our devotions, our personal time, but there's something that happens in a more magnified way when God is addressing us together as a church, all under His Word, together. Um, all the promises He's made to what happens in that time. There's nothing like like it. It's it's literally we're coming to a Mount Zion experience. Um, so. I think that's why that's primarily <laughs> yeah. why we love why we love Sundays.
1: Yeah, that's that's helpful. And it happens on Sundays for a reason. Like we call it the Lord's Day and we celebrate that day in particular because that's the day that the Lord, Christ, was raised from the dead, which is the pinnacle of our sal- of our salvation. It changes everything. It changes uh it changed history, changes each of our lives when we are saved and raised in him. Um, and change our future so Mm -hmm. that is it's not that we can do this any day of the week we do it on Sundays for a particular reason Um, but why else Ryan why why else should we value Sunday the gathering yeah it's yeah I think it gets at um,
0: some of our tendencies toward individualism Mm -hmm. in our culture where there can be kind of a mindset of like Caleb was saying well I can do any of those things on my own I can read the bible by myself i can pray by myself i can sing by myself which are good things and those are all good healthy parts of the christian life mm-hmm. but but that misses the significant difference that happens when when we are in community with one another joined together so scripture uses that language you are the body mm-hmm. and individually members of it mm-hmm. So no individual Christian is the whole package. Uh, Each individual is just a part and a part on its own without connection to the head is pretty meaningless. Mm -hmm. A hand severed from the body Mm -hmm. is is worthless, Um, but joined together to all the other members and all those members under the head, that's something significant, Mm -hmm. the entire body. And so being together, gathering together, uh, there's a dynamic about that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, God has been pleased then since he's saved us out of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son, God is pleased to manifest himself in a unique way when the church gathers, like Caleb was saying, to speak to us in an authoritative way as his word is preached. We've talked about this before, just the fact that, um, you know, when the word is preached and we're all sitting under that together, receiving the same word, Mm -hmm. believing the same Mm -hmm. word, singing the same same thing, praying the same thing, you know, there's a unity in that, that honors God. It displays to the world, the faithfulness and the grace of God to take different people and join us together mm. by the gospel. Um, so, so many things going on in that corporate gathering
1: that are not
0: seen or experienced anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the
1: ultimate picture. Of, so it's almost like a, a a process of, as it expands, it gets just fuller and the, a, a bigger and better picture because ultimately the church is the body of Christ. And we see that, you know, each of us is a member, so individual, individually we play a certain role. So when, I, when I'm faith, so we don't want to minimize individual Bible reading, mm-hmm. indib- individual right. spiritual disciplines, or minimize our missional communities or the kind of smaller gatherings yeah. of people, because each of those is a highlighting and an increase of that type of joy. On Sundays, our local expression, we gather like, dare I say, million, millions of other churches across the world that are doing the same thing on that morning. Um, and the picture, our ultimate hope in the new heavens and the new earth will be the entire body of Christ gathered at the throne of Christ singing, worthy is the lamb who mm-hmm. was slain. So that is the picture that we, ma- not manifest, but that is on display on a Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. all of that said, and of course we've, we have said and probably will say again, how much we value the Sunday morning. So all that to set up and tee up a, a second question, which is how should we anticipate that gathering um, on a Sunday morning before the service as we're feeding kids and getting them dressed and you know the whole nine yards and maybe even days leading up to the night before um, I think this came out of a discussion that that Ryan and I were having about um, we as as pastors and pastoral residents on Sunday mornings we have a uh, a particular responsibility to be there we're we're on the clock this is our this is where we joyfully serve and um so but what that does is it it removes us out of our own homes on sunday mornings which kind of our wives carry a unique burden on sunday mornings to uh to do all of that getting the kids ready getting all that especially in this unique season where we all here have really young kids um so it's not like anybody can really get themselves dressed or you know get their own breakfast go pour your cereal and jump in the car and drive yourself (laughs) right there's Everybody is dependent on us, and then we remove ourselves. And so we, I, in my house, we take certain steps to, to be prepared for the Sunday gathering as best we can, um, knowing that kids are like wildfire it just happens. There's fire everywhere, and all of a sudden you're in danger. But what steps have you guys taken? And let's start with just us, and then we'll, we'll expand from out of there. But what steps have you guys taken on Sunday mornings to, to set your families up well, to be to anticipate the participation on the Sunday gathering, mm-hmm. I think you used the phrase when we were talking about this before:
0: um, anticipate to participate, mm-hmm. and and I just think that's so useful to us um, as a a concept. We are anticipating this gathering beforehand, so it implies some preparation, mm-hmm. um, but there's a purpose to it. We anticipate for the sake of participating, which mm-hmm. says something about how we view that gathering. We're, yeah. we're not just how coming as church. spectators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not just coming to you know, sit there with our arms crossed, watching everything, but we see the church as a participation, each member building up each other member. So uh, you know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn. A lesson, a revelation, a tongue, interpretation, let all things be done for building up. So so one, that's part of anticipation is yeah. just expecting, um, I'm, I'm going to this gathering and I want to go as a participant, right. which mm-hmm. means, yes, singing along and, and being engaged as others are leading in prayer and those things, but also looking proactively for people to talk mm-hmm. to and interact with and all of that. So, Which, I, which I think, is a
1: different thing though, because if all, if the goal is simply just to get there yeah, somewhat on time and just get the body there <laughs> and be there, you know, that could have, you know, if that's, that informs our goals informs our conduct in a lot of ways. And so I think for instance, like when we take Adeline to school on for preschool, you know, the goal is for her to go and participate. So she gets dressed differently. She needs to wear certain types of shoes. She, we have to pack a bag, like all these things. Well, Henry needs to go with, but he's not going to participate. So, so for the ride, we don't, he doesn't need to wear his shoes. Who cares? You just throw them in the. <laughs> it just informs how what your what your goal is and where you're going informs how you prep for it. Mm-hmm. Just a my yeah. my thought.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and when I
0: think of anticipation, you know, one aspect of that is um, eagerly looking forward to something, mm. kind of the way that you might you know, look forward to the weekend in general or a bigger scale, like looking forward to. A vacation that's coming up or uh, a big event, a, a game that you're going to or whatever. Um, and so I, I think that as parents, we, we can cultivate that in our children, that same sense of how we value the Sunday gathering. Kids mm. pick up on yeah. what we're excited about, what we're passionate about, uh, what we talk about the most, all of those things. And so uh, Psalm 122, one is a verse that goes through my mind most Sundays, maybe every Sunday. Uh, we have it on the screen, the pre-service rotation. It says, I was glad when they said to me, mm-hmm. let us go to the house of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and just meditating on that and saying it out loud, saying it to my kids, hey, tomorrow is the Lord's day and we are gathering with God's people and we are so glad. Mm-hmm. We are. We can't wait. You know, Because kids over time learn to look forward to Thanksgiving dinner, yep. Christmas morning, yep. those things. Why? Well, because of all of the build up to it yeah. the anticipation yes. that comes with that yes. and the experience that they have so th- those those experiences then have a whole feeling surrounding it of this is a happy thing this mm. is a glad thing people want to be there it's exciting um so that that's part of anticipation is just our
2: attitude about it mm-hmm. yeah good. Yeah, and how we live in the week also contributes to how we anticipate as well. Because as much as as much emphasis as we put on Sunday as the best day, it's not. And as, as much as emphasis we put on participation, this isn't like something that we come to perform. Like this is the the moment where we're you know performing and doing all these acts of God. Like no, Jesus through his once and for all sacrifice has made all of life possible for us mm-hmm. to live worshiping God in spirit and truth you know uh, end of Hebrews it's, it's it's through his his sacrifice his once and for all um that we can offer up our lives continually as a praise mm-hmm. to God so how I live my life is an is a way in which I anticipate mm-hmm. and in which I lead up to that Sunday like everything in my week leads up to that Sunday mm-hmm. and then Sunday is that which commissions us out to go and live that way again I mean I'm I'm mindful of, I want to live by faith to anticipate. And I want to help others live by faith mm-hmm. because Sunday is all about what God promises to do for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what he promises, you know, all those commands in scripture or it's talking about when you come together, all those are talking about the corporate sense. And when we come together corporately, the, the spirit is acting in such a way that is more profound. And, and it, it's so much more than when we're just, by myself, yeah. in my house. Um, and so I'm trusting God that when we come together, he's going to be active in a more profound way. I'm going to have a greater awareness of his, his grace to me in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be stirred more in my affections for the, my brothers and sisters who I also share in the life with. I, you know, we've been bought with a price and united to Christ, but we're also united to one another. So all those things are happening on Sunday, and all those are the things that kind of, Propel us then to go live lives of worship in our week. So, um, I think that's helpful for me to differentiate or to just to clarify. It's like we're not doing this thing just one day a week, and then the rest of our lives we're just kind of like kind of just getting by or whatever. Um, I wanna I wanna live by faith. I live a life of worship mm. in in my week that propels me to then worship God together mm. in its fullest sense with the church others.
1: Yeah, another. Passage that is so informative, and we, we've mentioned this before. And it, it's another one that cycles on the screens on Sunday mornings, and one that I s- have sought to cling to on Sundays as a, as I anticipate the gathering. Is Psalm thirty four? Um, the first couple verses are helpful. Where it says, "I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord, that the humble be glad and are here and be glad." Verse three: "Oh, magnify the Lord with me; let us exalt His name." Together. There's a corporate nature. And then Mm -hmm. all the way down in verse 8, he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so just highlighting the the tangibleness of what it means when we gather. When we gather together, it's not just me, yeah, there's other people here and I'm experiencing something. It's part of the gathering and the corporate nature is part of the experience of tasting. Mm -hmm of God, and experiencing God, and seeing, and beholding, and worshiping, and glorifying, and magnifying, all of these words find their fullest effect when yeah. we're gathered together. So <laughs> we want to anticipate that <laughs> yeah. throughout the week. We want, yeah. to, we want to be looking forward to that. So I guess, given all that, guys, what are some practical steps you have taken, or aren't we can encourage and brainstorm about what could be done? in homes on a Sunday morning and maybe like in our house, it starts the night before um, of coming and building that anticipation to participate and what steps can we put in place or have you put in place to help make that as smooth and happy a transition from a Sunday morning when kids wake up to, uh, to, to gathering on at the church.
2: Yeah. Well, again, we've b- we've been building an argument because obviously we need to think rightly about something in order to value it rightly. You know, um, th- like Matt, you just highlighted the uniqueness of this meeting. As as sweet as meeting in our huddles is, as sweet as my devo- my personal devotion time, as sweet as around the table with my family or in our MCs, there's a uniqueness about what happens on Sunday. That's why Spurgeon calls it the dearest place on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much practicality then too that serves to that end things that not only are informed by our right thinking but also serve to i mean if sometimes i'm not thinking rightly and even having these practical steps in place will remind me (laughs) as i do them that hey this should be valued um the first thing i can think of and it's so simple but being on time (laughs) Mm. being on time is such a practical step to anticipating um it goes back to ryan what you were saying of if, if I am a part of this body, my participation, my being there, my right-mindedness is, is important to this gathering. And so the meeting, the meeting in a sense, it, it starts, you know, prior to the actual 10 o'clock start. But then we do have a call to worship at the beginning. And um, I think it's Harold Best who calls it. We can actually call that, like he says, we could actually call the call to worship a continuation of worship. Mm-hmm. The call to worship happens when God calls us, <laughs> new birth, regeneration. Um, but there's something about receiving that word at, at 10 a.m. 10 on Sunday morning that, um, that builds us into each other and builds us into our participation. And to be on time for that matters. Like Not just I'm rolling in at 10 a.m., but I'm in my seat, expectant, listening, ready to receive, being on time um, is helpful to that so uh you know for for us i don't think sometimes we have a problem with that because we are already there a long well, time but no but no but to your point but,
1: like yeah. yes yeah the three of us are there yeah but in order for our families to be there yes. on time steps need to be taken yeah. but i think your point is right where okay being on time or at, or even being there has it, you know we can already we can say that that is a valuable thing but in order for us to, if we believe that, if we're convicted of that, there are certain steps, can, given you know, the various contexts of our different families and our different situations, um, that we need to... like So, so for instance, my family, I want to get there on time, for me, but I leave well before my, the rest of my family does, and I want to I wanna set Jamie up so that mm-hmm. she can be there yeah. to do everything you just described. So, for instance, we pack... Um, Henry and Adeline's like church bag, if you will, if he's mm-hmm. got snacks and books and tractors, lots of tractors, and we we pack that the night before. Uh, and Jamie will lay out their Sunday clothes before. So those are picked out. Nobody's, you know, making decisions about that the next morning. Um so part of my task though, when I wake up, I'm I wake up earlier and um, I get the kids going, I because they, they wake up too I get I make sure before I leave, which is well before when Jamie will leave that all the kids are dressed and ready to go as best as they can be, so that when Jamie wakes up she's you know, giving them breakfast, she's getting herself ready, mm-hmm. and then she all she doesn't have to worry about chasing kids to try and put clothes on, quick throwing stuff into a bag to try and keep them occupied or keep them you know focused during the service. Um, all of those are just practical yeah. steps so that to kind of carry the load for her um, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I think the point is. Um, you know, nobody
0: necessarily consciously intends to be late. Yeah. Um, in fact, everybody probably thinks something like, "Ah, oh, I'm I'm always late. I gotta <laughs> I gotta change that." Um, but the gap between the intention and the reality is just having a plan. And yeah. so, those are mm-hmm. I, I think it's important just to note some of those practical things. These are not laws or right. rules. It, yep. it must be done like Correct. this. It's it's more the point that um, it takes some intentionality and what that looks like in Different homes, different seasons of life, ages of kids. It's it's going to look different, but there are steps you can take, and I I think one for us has just been, um, yeah, well, maybe Caleb to your point about being there on time, or even I would say early. Um, mm-hmm. That that's a a shift in a a paradigm, a way of thinking. Yes. R- rather than just thinking like oh, I just show up. What's the start time? Just ten to eleven. 15 if you're thinking is like actually. Yeah what would be the value of getting there a little ahead of time mm-hmm. one you're not as rushed uh, but two you can talk to people yeah. and if you're there to participate in community and relate to people mm-hmm. then being there at times when you can converse and catch up and pray for people mm-hmm. and you know that it just that's different your
2: ecclesiology is functioning because yeah. you view the church as more than just that meeting yeah right. so so you kind of you know it's it's like um going to a sporting
0: event where there's tailgating beforehand. Why why, yeah. why oh, is yeah. there tailgating? Because <laughs> oh yeah. as as exciting as the <laughs> game is, people just can't get enough. And right. so they want even more time together. Right. And so you get there
1: early and you grill out and you
0: play and there's bags and, and, and there's
1: plenty of steps that are taken when that's when that's the goal and then that's the effect yeah. and that's the the vision, the goal, the thing you're aimed at. You take even more steps because now you have to be there 4 hours early. Yeah. You got to throw the grill in the truck. You got to get the, like <laughs> there's all these other steps that need to play out, but it's all towards a a vision of we, we want to taste and see. Yeah. We want yes. to experience something. So it's, it's kind of just
0: moving everything up in our minds rather mm-hmm. than thinking of what what time does the service start. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was going to say, you know, for us, uh, a huge shift has been thinking of the Lord's Day beginning Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the, the Jewish good. way of thinking, you know, yeah. the, um, the day the Sabbath began Friday night. Um, in Genesis 1, there was evening evening. And there was morning mm-hmm. the first day, evening and morning. So th- the Jewish calendar that they think in terms of from sundown, that's that's when the day begins. And so um, for us, then Saturday night, you know, we don't do this consistently every week, but we do try to make it a regular thing that we have a special meal Saturday night. Mm. We we call it, you know, we tell our kids that this is the Lord's day. This is the start. Mm. Tomorrow we're going to be gathering with God's people, um, asking our kids simple questions they can answer. Why is it the Lord's day? Because this is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are just ways of building that expectation. And then it's a reminder. I I just know personally, the learning curve has been long and Mm -hmm. slow for me of realizing, oh, there are practical things I can do to help set my wife up for success (laughs) on Sunday mornings. Like, you know, for us, it's a matter of moving car seats, making sure they're in the right vehicle. Mm. Hate to admit, I have left with the car seats in my vehicle. <laughs> and then she's stuck and like, oh, I could have done that Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just knowing for our family what needs to be ready, what needs to be prepared, laid out. Mm-hmm. If we do some of those things Saturday night, it's amazing how that alleviates some of the chaos and craziness a lot of people can relate to on Sunday morning where mm-hmm. you're scrambling, you're mm-hmm. late, and then people are getting you know the f- acting in the flesh, and everybody's getting crabby and mad, and then you show up to church, and you get a quick like smile because oh, here taste we are. And see, the <laughs> Lord is good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it, right a mean. lot of it's
0: just moving up in the timeline.
1: Mm. What are some of these things we could do mm. ahead of time? And that affects the way, I, Caleb. You already said this, but it really does. Doing doing that gets to kind of what I think we're after. Of. Um, not seeing the Sunday gathering as the meeting we attend that starts at 10 and ends at 1115, but seeing as it's not just the gathering is the pinnacle, but the, you know, when they would go up to the house of the Lord, they would walk the journey. They would journey Mm -hmm. up the house of Mm -hmm. Lord. And and in fact, a lot of the Psalms are these Psalms of ascent where they're anticipating gathering and anticipating all this. So there's the long walk up to the temple Mount, and There was, we they saw it not as just a moment or a time frame between ten and eleven fifteen, but everything leading up to and then the after. Because mm-hmm. in after you know the tendency might be I just need to get my kids out of here. Like it's been a hard day, which we all grant. There's yeah. there's all you know life is life. Mm-hmm. But even after the service, lingering, um, connecting with people mm-hmm. in your missional community or outside of your missional community. Because that's what's unique about the Sunday gathering is. It's a chance for the gathered church, which you know I spend the most of my time with my missional community because I see them every week. I see them midweek. we intentionally try and weave our lives in, in ways together. Um, but on Sunday, I get to see a bunch of people who I only see on that day. Yeah. Uh, and so taking those opportunities to, to reach out and see how people are doing, and, and that's just all part of the body functioning together yeah. um, and starting to grow into one another and gather. And that only happens, and we want to reiterate this, what Ryan said, that only happens because of who Christ is and what he's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. We are the body of Christ. Yeah. So that's only possible given the gospel of Jesus, who has died for us, and we have now been reconciled first to God and now to each other yeah. in a way that that allows us to do this. And, and, and by His Spirit, you know, God is not asking us and is not demanded of us anything that He has not made provision for. And so He makes provision for us not only in who Christ is and what He's done, but in His Spirit, which is manifested mm. amongst us in community. Yeah. So this is worth. Thinking about thinking yeah, about are, putting shoes on And, and, and having a conversation like as, you know, married couples, you
0: know, yes. if, you, if you have kids just talking through all right, what does that look like for us? Mm. So that we're not rushing. You know, that, that's the thing about planning that's so helpful. Mm. It, it it doesn't change the amount of work, but you can intentionally spread it out so yeah. it's not all just landing on you at the same time and then you're you're rushed. And you know that feeling when if, if you have a day where you miss your alarm, you sleep through it, mm. suddenly you're behind and then it
1: just feels like you're everything is behind, everything is rushing. Yeah. Your whole day can can feel and off in this, this sense of like, even if your intentions about the Sunday gathering are, I want to go and serve and engage, but you know everything leading up to that is chaos. And it's yeah. like, come on, guys, we need to go and serve and engage. And but to start that process yeah. of asking, how can I serve my wife and mm-hmm. engage with her and serve her and allow and doing that just starting in your own home, that is how to expand it out into the rest of the church. And that's
2: why establishing rhythms is so important then too. Um, even rhythms, as practical as they are, they're still by faith. Mm-hmm. We're still doing it by faith, and so, it's like like Ryan, what you were just saying, that's something <clears throat> that mindfulness on Saturday night. Um, that's why I don't plan to go out or do like things on Saturday night. I want to stay in my home. I want to calm and quiet my soul uh, because of the realities that are. I mean, what God promises to do the ne- the next day. I want when we sit down to eat on Saturday night as a family, we will always pray. We always pray differently on that night Mm. than we do on other nights, which is, God, would you cause our hearts to be prepared to engage with you? We're trusting that God is going to dwell with us by his spirit. And all of the realities of what the spirit does when we are together are so much more profound. Unless he's with us, nothing really good's happening. Mm. And so we need to trust God, you're acting towards us. You're going to start opening our eyes to see Jesus as glorious, especially if they're not right now, if my heart's not right now. Um, praying for that seeking that posturing ourselves because then we're seeking to receive from god we're seeking to serve others we're seeking to respond um developing those rhythms on on a on a saturday night especially are are really helpful and serve to what happens the very next day so what time do you go to bed on saturday night well, usually nine thirty. <laughs> well Are you doing that to make fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> you old man. You, you guys want to man. talk about it or <laughs> <laughs> I go to usually, better, like, I respect that. I, usually I, I, and that's most nights. But yeah. <laughs> but uh
1: <laughs>
2: no, but usually <laughs> Who's on, the oldest
1: one here. I <laughs> I can't I forget.
2: Yeah, usually it's 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 an earlier night. It's probably one of my earlier nights of the week, just because of that, and it, it, not just so that I'm well rested, which I want to be well rested. I don't want to wake up feeling like a zombie. Um, but I, th- that is a, a manner of posturing myself so that I can wake up the next day and be mindful of of the roles that I have on the Sunday gathering. You know, I have a little bit greater responsibility than other people, and so I want to make sure that I'm ready to serve and equipped to do that. Um, making sure my, you know, for me, my music's ready, my guitar's where it should be. Um, all those all those things matter because otherwise I'll be waking up late, mm-hmm. tired, scrambling. and just scrambling. Yeah. It's
0: the difference between forethought and afterthought. And, you know, if everything is kind of, yeah, scrambling, it's an afterthought, oh, shoot, where's that? Um, versus
2: taking the time to mm-hmm. think through it well, ahead of time. And our tendency when we are feeling rushed and all it our tendency is always towards self. We're so focused on self. Like, mm. I should have done this. I should be there at this time. What are people going to think of me? We're so self-consumed. That's what I've found, mm. at least. And my mindfulness is not towards what's happening and towards others. But when I'm prepared mm. in an unhurried way, then I'm more mindful of what God is doing. And, that's that's and, a great point. And of, and of others. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: being unhurried communicates to other people, I'm available. Mm-hmm. I yes. have time for you. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, one, one other practical thing that just in effect that Psalm 122, I mentioned this earlier. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. One of the effects that has on me personally is it. it's a rubric for me. This is, this ought to be the posture of my heart. Mm. And so it tells me if, if I know that's not how I'm feeling, then I need to repent. Yeah. Something is off in, in off. my mind. So mm. so what is that? What am I desiring other than God? What am I thinking? What am I believing? Where 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 are things off
1: that I'm not glad yeah. to go to the house of the Lord, to be joined to God's people? The gospel starts and applies in the first case to ourselves and to our own souls and our own hearts. And as that effect, like you just described Marion, that's 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 gospel fluency speaking to yourself and your yeah. own self soul diagnosis and awareness. Um, and as that begins to flourish and take hold in our own souls, it extends to our wives and to our kids and to our families. And then, then it reaches out into our communities, into our church. And that is the pinnacle of our week is to gather with the people of God to taste and see that the Lord is good. So man, talking about this now, I'm excited for Sunday. I think,
2: I think Luther sums it up well. He has a quote that says, at home. In my own house, there is no warmth or vigor in me. But in the church, when the multitude gathers together, a fire is kindled in my heart and it breaks its way through. Would that, would that be mm-hmm. our experience, not just on Sundays, but as we anticipate and look forward to it, that our eagerness and anticipation for Sundays would grow increasingly as a church. Um, and, and that God would receive.
1: To participate. Yeah. Yes. And may God do that. May yes. he do that amongst us. We're dependent on him. Uh, but also grateful for each other and grateful that he has done it. So, Can't wait for Sunday. Thank you, boys. Thanks for
0: listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, you can reach out to your missional community leader. And if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road, visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com.